Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Oh, oh, I'm so excited and happy for you to meet someone who is a newer friend of mine, but somebody that I've known for years. I mean, she is the definition of someone whose reputation precedes her, which is what we're always talking about is building trust, building reputation doing things that last and are significant over time. And those are all things that I think of when I think of Amy Porterfield. Amy is one of the, I would say, original like online marketing experts, one of the founding people of this space that is digital marketing and course creation and content creators. And she's extraordinary. She has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. It's called Online Marketing Made Easy. I mean, if you go on iTunes, you'll see it like every week. It's right in the top five. And before she started this business, you know, she's got several different things that she does, but DCA, Digital Course Academy, is like one of her flagship products that really, really became well-known and really helped create the space that a lot of us live and operate inside of. She worked with mega brands like Harley Davidson and she worked with Tony Robbins actually is where she started before. And so she just does things the right way. She believes in action. She helps people take, you know, small steps and she just has a really amazing track record of success. And I've had an awesome time just getting to know her a little bit here and there over the years. And so anyways, Amy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love that we've gotten to know each other more and more. And now that I'm in Nashville, we're practically neighbors. So that's a lot of fun. So thanks for having me. Totally. So I know that you know so much about online marketing, but what I would love to hear is the story of how you got started. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of our clients, a lot of our team members look up to you and go, Amy Porterfield, like she's amazing, which you are. But how did you get started in the beginning? Like before anyone knew your name, before you had the email list, before you had hundreds of thousands of social media followers and a top ranked podcast, like, can you take us back to that moment for a bit? Yes. And I have to say, it's a little bit of a rocky start for sure. So let me first take you back to when I was working for Tony Robbins. So I was the director of content development, which really meant I was lucky enough to get to travel the world with Tony and work on the content that he did at his live events, Unleash the Power Within, Date with Destiny, all these amazing events that he still does. Well, I got to be a part of that from a content standpoint and work on his infomercials back in the day when he was doing his infomercials. So it was an incredible time. But I had this one fateful meeting where Tony invited a bunch of internet marketers to come into our San Diego office and talk about their digital courses in their online businesses. So people like Frank Kern, Brendan Richard, Evan Pagan, Jeff Walker were all at this table. Now, I didn't really know who these guys were, and this is very humbling. I was asked to come in and take notes. (laughs) So I was literally sitting at a different table 
taking notes while these guys went around and talked about their online businesses. Tony wanted to sell digital courses at a deeper level, and he always looks at people who are getting it right and figuring out how they're doing it. So it was a really cool meeting, but I took the worst notes ever because once these guys started talking, all I heard was freedom. All I heard was like, I get to create my own content, call my own shots. I get to build my audience and work with people I love to work with. And they had lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, time freedom. And I just thought, I don't know what these guys are doing. And it was all guys. I don't know what these guys were doing, but Mm. I want a piece of it. So my life was forever changed in that one very specific meeting. And over the next year, I decided- What year was that? So that was 2008. Wow. And so for the next year, I worked on how would I have my own online business? And I remember turning to a girl I was working with at Tony Robbins and saying, you're a writer. You have a skill set that can translate into freelancing and doing your own thing. I've been in corporate all my life, like from Harley Davidson, publishing before that. I'm a corporate girl. Like I have no idea what I would do as an online business. But I was so wrong because I believe that everybody has something in them that they could take and turn into an online business. I am a huge believer in that. So fast forward about a year when I finally said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to start my own business. I quit my Tony Robbins job and How started my own business. There? How long had you been at Tony Robbins? So almost seven years. So I was there wow, for a good, good amount a long of time. time. Oh, and it wow. was an amazing job. They paid me well. I had a lot of clout. I got to make big decisions. They respected me. And I got to travel with Tony. I mean, come on. It was an amazing experience. But I wanted that freedom so bad, mm. so bad. You know, I was traveling probably 200, 250 days a year to these events and these other things that we were doing. I had just gotten married. I never saw my husband. So shout out to Hobie. Yeah. Shout out to Hobie. What's up, man? (laughs) He's such a good man. So I wanted to spend more time with him. So I thought, okay, I need a change. So I quit my job about a year after that meeting and I started to do consulting for social media. So I would do, I say consulting, but if I really looked at it, I was doing social media for Mm. small businesses and social media was the wild, wild west 13 years ago. And so basically I got to kind of just be in a market that was very, very hot at the time, but I hated it. So for two years, I built a business I hated. And what I mean by that is I went from one big boss, literally, Tony's a huge guy, to like eight mini bosses. My clients, who I literally let treat me like an employee, I had no boundaries. I was the yes girl. And so I would work way more hours than I did at my Robin's job, which was a lot of hours. And I didn't know what freedom was. And I thought, I don't know who said being your own boss is a great thing, but (laughs) this is not my cup of tea. So for the first two years, when I started this business, I didn't like, I had a situation with a contractor. I was a contractor for this guy in internet marketing and he had a problem with something, decided to take it out on me. I was getting off of a plane, going to some marketing conference and he's on the phone and he's screaming at me. Like you did this wrong and you did that wrong Mm. and this, and he just needed someone to blame. And I was the girl. And I thought in that moment, I am done with doing this kind of work. It is not the thing I want to do. I literally fired all my clients. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I gave them a little runway 
And that is the day that I started creating digital courses in order to sell online and teach people how to do marketing. So it was a rough two years. I went into debt, things didn't work out, but it finally did, thank God. Wow, okay, so that's awesome. I didn't realize that you were at Tony Robbins for that long. I mean, that's pretty cool, like to get a yeah. really good working knowledge of what a personal brand, you know, operating at that scale. So fast forward now to today, can you still make money selling courses? I hear all the time, right? It's like, nah, you know, like everyone has a course, like everyone makes courses on courses and how to do courses. Like no one buys courses anymore. No one finishes courses. But then I go, well, I don't know. Like, I think my friend Amy's like doing pretty well. And like a lot of her clients are like doing pretty well. Yes. Okay. So the short answer is absolutely you can make money with courses, but we've also seen the landscape change over time. And I think mm. one of the biggest changes I've seen with people who create courses and deliver courses is that people are craving that interaction. We just came out of a two-year pandemic. So yeah. people are craving that engagement, that interaction, and wanting to get involved with the course creator or the course creator's team so that there's some pitch and catching going on. And so what we've seen is the best courses that are making the most money and the most impact are those where the course creator is willing to show up or willing to create workshops within their courses to actually implement and get things done. I think that's a shift we're seeing where back in the day when I first started creating courses, you could create a course, you didn't have a community, you didn't mm -hmm. even have live Q and A's, people could email you if they have a question. Gone are those days for sure. But I'm glad that that's how it is because I love that I get to see the transformations happening inside of my courses. But courses are alive and well and not going anywhere. If anything, we're continuing to see the climb in people taking courses and really smart people creating courses. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like as long as there's something to learn, there's going to be a reason yes. for a course. And it's like the more and more it becomes easy to produce a high quality product you know, just using like digital tools. I think to me, the real pressure is going to be put on like colleges and institutions like that of going like, wait a minute, like, why should I spend $100,000 going somewhere to like, learn from people who have never done it when I can spend a few thousand bucks and learn from the someone who's the master at this? It's so true. I've heard over and over again, not to toot my own horn, but to answer that question or to address that, where people have said, I have a college education, I have an MBA, and I got more out of this, the specifics of what to do than I've ever gotten out of that college education. And I think that is very normal for people who create courses that really take it seriously, like find great value in creating impeccable content. I think that's what's happening. So let's look at the course then. And you go like, there's a lot of people, I mean, you know, and a lot of like our listeners and are like professional service people, right? Like they might be an accountant or, you know, yes. they're a dentist or they're a lawyer or, you know, something like that. And in those industries, you know, course creation is kind of even just becoming a thing. So how long does a course have to be? I mean, like, I'd be totally curious in some of these really fundamental questions. Just like you said, you've been there from the beginning. You've seen the yeah. transformations that like, how long does a course have to be? Can I shoot it on an iPhone? Does it have to be a six camera shoot? Like, how much does it cost? Like, just the making of the course yes. itself. Like, okay, tell I love us where this. we're at today. Love this question. So first of all, let's talk about investing in creating a course. Absolutely, you can create it on a smartphone. 
Absolutely. But you can also even do it easier and use a simple software and do slides and audio. So they hear you, but you're using slides and you're educating in that way or a nice little mix of both. But you can do that on a very tight budget. So number one, you do not need a big budget. Definitely don't need a crew to help you. Six cameras, none of that. And I don't do any of that either. So you could keep it really simple. Also, when you ask how long does a course need to be, I teach three different courses and really four with a caveat. So let me tell you about the three courses. Okay. First, I teach a starter course, where that's where you're helping people just dip their toes in the water just to get started, get that instant momentum. Mm. So that could be a course that they get through over the weekend three modules, a few videos in each module. It's just the basics. So that's a starter course, usually around $100 or so. The second type of course is a spotlight course where you're gonna take one area of your expertise and you're gonna go deep. So one of my students is a photographer and he did a spotlight course on flash photography that looked like natural light. So that was his spotlight course, really deep in one topic. Never launched anything ever online, made $12,000 with his first launch with a list of a hundred people. Wow. So $12,000, just some of you are like, I want to make way more than that. Well, yeah, when you have an email list of a hundred, that's incredibly impressive. Imagine what he can do when he grows his email list. And so that's a spotlight course, usually around $250 to $500 is what you'll charge. And then the third type of course is a signature course. I call this the Mac Daddy of all courses. That's where you're giving someone a total transformation from start to finish, everything they need to know for that total transformation. How to go from never running in your life to running a marathon. How to go from never creating a digital course to creating and launching a digital course. So it's total transformation, usually between 500 and all the way up to $3,000. You got a lot of wiggle room there. So those are the three different types of courses. But I wanna add one thing to that. I was actually reading an Apple article about how they're moving away from the word pro to studio for some of their products. And this concept that you need to be pro is going away. And I'm so excited because I've been preaching this forever. You don't need to be the ultimate pro in your topic, the expert of all experts in order to teach it. All you need is what I call a 10% edge. So Jill and Josh Statton are dear friends of mine. They first said this and I was like, I'm stealing that. That's exactly what I've been talking about. A 10% edge, which means you're 10% ahead of those that you serve. You've done something or you've gotten results for let's say clients or customers. Now you're gonna teach how you got those results. As long as you've gotten results in an area and you're a few steps ahead of those you serve, you're perfect to create a course. I love that. Now, so going back to, okay, so the starter course, you said it might be three modules, three videos in each module. You're talking yeah. about nine videos. How long are each of the videos? Okay. So an ideal situation and where the market is right now, shorter videos, but multiple videos is better than let's say one hour long video. So if you need to teach something, it's going to take you an hour to teach. Let's break that up into 15 minute short videos where they're progressing on each other. Like People four 15 minute videos you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because what you had said earlier makes a lot of sense that people aren't finishing their courses. We're obsessed with the psychology behind how to get someone to finish a course. So we do a lot of things in our own course and I teach how to get people to the finish line. And one of the ways to get people to the finish line is allowing them to feel as though they have momentum. Quick 15 minute videos gives you that feeling of momentum. So for a starter course, yeah, you could do three modules in each module. There's three or four videos, let's say, in that. 
But I think the more important question is, what do you need to do to teach them how to get their results? Whatever it's going to take to get them to that place that you've promised, that roadmap is really important. But when you're looking at how am I going to get them results, if you can do it in the fastest way possible, people want instant gratification. Let's give them what they want as close as we can. So long, drawn-out courses, not ideal. So I love that answer, right? I love that answer of going, it should be as long as it needs to be, right? Yeah. One of my speaking mentors in the World Championship of Public Speaking said, Rory, tell the audience every single word they need to know and not a word more. Um, yes, exactly. Very, very similar to that. And so I love that. And so if you're putting your mind around it, it's like, okay, it might be, if it's 45 minutes long, you have nine videos, they're five minutes each. That could be a starter course. It really it, could. A couple if you hours. Could really get results most. that way. Absolutely. And then a signature course might be longer. Yeah. So you've seen the courses out there like Marie Forleo's B-School. It's a six-week course. Digital Course Academy, it's a seven-week course. And there's seven modules in that seven-week course. And they're going to take you a few hours to get through. Now, and I said, you know, don't create a long out, drawn out course if you don't need to. But if I'm teaching someone how to create and launch a digital course who's never done so, might not even have an email list to start out with, there's some things I've got to teach. So then one of the things we do in our courses, if it's a longer course, bake in pep talks. It's a very big deal. So when someone's going through your course, you're teaching them something very specific. Let's say nutrition or how to get their babies to sleep at night or whatever it might be. There's moments in the course you have to stop and say, okay, this is going to be a tough module. You're going to get stuck here and here, and you're likely going to think X, Y, Z. Keep going, and here's why. Stopping for the pep talks in a digital course are essential to someone getting to the finish line. So the longer the course, the more mindset type of content you're going to need to bake in. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. That's so good. I mean, it's funny because people are always like, ooh, I want the, you know, I want the meat. Like, give me the technique, cut to it. But the reality is the reason they don't execute is not because they don't know what to do. It's because they get scared and burnt out and frustrated and discouraged. And it's like, they need the pep talk. Like they need that pep talk. Okay. So let's say this is a big fast forward, but all right. I created the course, right? Like whatever I did, I have the thing now. How do I get people to buy the thing? Okay. So I got the thing, (laughs) but if you build it, they don't come. And you go, I don't have hundreds of thousands of social media followers. And I'm not a like TV star. I don't have millions of followers. Like, what do I do to sell the thing? I'm so glad you asked this question because one of the things I tell my students is a digital course with, let's say, a sales page is not a build it and they will come kind of situation. You need what I call a marketing vehicle in order to drive traffic. So what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't create a course and then create a sales page and then go on social media and email my list and say, I've got a course. Here's what it's about. Go check it out. 
Mm. I don't believe that that is the most valuable way for you to get the word out there about your course. So what I believe is you need a marketing vehicle. My favorite is a webinar. Now it's funny, some people will say, aren't webinars going away? 13 years ago when I came on the scene full time, they would say, aren't webinars going away? Where they kind of just started. So it's just, people like to, if they've tried a webinar, it hasn't worked for them, well webinars don't work. Well let me tell you, I've got thousands of students who would disagree with you. Webinars are valuable because if you do it right, and in my course I literally teach slide by slide by slide because it's that important. When you do a webinar right, You are giving immense value for about 45 minutes, which I say is you are earning your right to sell. You are giving value before asking anything in return. They see how you teach. They see your personality. Your teaching style is so important for them to know. And just they get a good sense of what you're about. And you start changing their mind through that webinar. What do they need to know or believe or understand before they're ever ready to buy? Well, you're answering that question in your webinar. So when you get to the selling portion, they're more likely to buy. Your conversions will increase so much more if you do, let's say, a webinar to a sales page. And then, of course, if they don't buy on the webinar, you use email marketing to a sales page. But also, there's other things you can do. You can do challenges. Challenges are really big right now and Mm. converting well. One thing that we're doing in May that we've never done before is a paid challenge. So we've done tons of free ones, but now we're having people, it's really a paid workshop that we're then going to sell our course in that workshop. So we're trying different things, but webinars, workshops, challenges, it's that vehicle that then gets them to the sales page. So, you know, it's funny when I was in college, Amy, I went door to door for five summers, knocked on 14 hours a day. This is the year 2000 to 2005. And people would say, nobody will buy from a door to door salesperson. I made $250,000 in five years, five summers knocking on doors. And it was like, there could not be a more antiquated, old school, doesn't work anymore. And it's like, when it comes to content marketing, like, here's the thing. You can call it a video funnel. You can call it a webinar funnel. You can call it a challenge. You can call it a summit. You can call it an IGTV or a TikTok. The bottom line is if you give value to people first, if you teach them what you know through whatever the medium is or the modality, they will trust you and then they will buy from you if you want more. Yes or like, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes and yes. It's so true. I love that you use the door-to-door example. Yeah, people will knock it, but then the people who have actually done it, taken it seriously, look, you've gotten amazing results with it. And I think that the thing that people get a little bit stuck on webinars is that live aspect, going live. What if the technology breaks down? I've been on many, many webinars where the technology broke down. Real quick, my very first webinar that I've ever done was with Tony Robbins. And it was back years before I left the position. And Tony was doing his very first webinar. Like he had never done it. It was on GoToWebinar. He'd never done a webinar before. And he was selling people into Unleash the Power Within through this webinar. But they paid $100 because Tony's Tony. So he can get them to pay $100 to even be on that webinar. Right. And then he was selling them into UPW. So we had 800 people signed up. The night before, Tony and I, he was at his home. I was still in the office. And we were practicing. And then he's like, okay, I'm good to go. I pressed a button. And all of a sudden, Tony goes, Amy, why did I just get an email saying our webinar has been canceled? I'm like, no, 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 it's not. No way. Everybody got an email saying your webinar has been canceled. Yes, I literally deleted the webinar. 
I will say there were tears. I literally stayed in the office all night, never went home that night. Thank God GoToWebinar pieced it all together after hours and hours of figuring out what we're going to do. But yeah, we had to send out an email saying, just joking, it's not canceled. I'm sure Tony wanted to fire me in that moment. But things happen. And I think as an entrepreneur, building a brand that you firmly believe in and that you're here for the long haul, you have to roll with those challenges. You have to say like, I'm going to look like a fool on this webinar. Maybe it might not go as planned. I'm going to figure it out. And I think I'm better because of all the many mistakes I've made along the way. Yeah, that's such a great story. And it's People like to blame a tactic or blame a tool. And it's just like, they yeah. all work. Like none of them are perfect. They all work if you work. Like if you work, yes. it, you just got to keep going now. Okay. So, you know, this is helpful for me. Like we see a lot of courses and all that stuff. We don't sell a ton of them because we're coaching, but Tony Robbins is using webinars to sell events. You're using webinars to sell courses. We use webinars to drive people to free calls and then we sell them coaching. Yes. Like you can't say it doesn't work. It totally works because it's just, it's not the webinar, it's human psychology. It's like yes. I'm teaching, I'm giving value. What I am curious while I have you, I know we only have a few more minutes, but like while I have you, since we haven't been all in on courses like this, I want to kind of move to a little more of the advanced stages and talk about scale. So how many courses can you really sell of the same one? Because I hear people be like, well, you know, I sold 500 or yeah, I sold 100 and now I need a new course. Like, do you have any thoughts on like, how often do I need to create a new course? Okay, so you and I are new friends, so you don't know this, but this is my favorite question ever. Because I teach my students that it only takes one course to essentially make a million dollars. I made a million dollars with a $97 course that I did with Lewis Howes back in the day. We partnered on a course. And also I've made a million dollars with courses that were more expensive in a very short period of time. Now, the million dollars is not what we should be chasing. That's not a number that I want my students to fixate on. What I'm saying is that if you create one course and you launch it over and over and over again, and each time you relaunch it, your marketing gets better, your webinar gets better, your course is updated each time based on the feedback from the last student group, you can create one course and continue to launch it. And I want you to launch it at least three to four times before you ever move to anything new. Every single one of my mentors, my peers that have done really well with digital courses, they don't jump ship. They stay with that same thing. Keep it simple, get fancy later. And what I mean by get fancy later is once you've dialed that in, once that course is making you money, you might wanna turn it on evergreen. You go from a live launch to evergreen, and then you wanna add something else to the mix. So right now I have two courses on evergreen, one that I live launch once a year, and I have a membership. And the only way you can get into that membership is if you go through my signature course. So I have four core things that I do and I do them really well, but I don't do a lot of other things as well. I get asked to do a bunch of stuff and I gotta get on the no train because I wanna be really good at what I do. The last thing I'll say to that though is I've never added something new until what I was working on was fully optimized and dialed in mm. and could run itself so that I could move on to something else. So my answer is you don't need a lot of courses. You don't need a lot of memberships. Do one thing well, double down and don't move on until you've perfected that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Like y'all, if those of you that have heard us talk about Sheehan's wall, and if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. Yes. You just heard it from the mouth of the queen of this <laughs> whole space. Like how many years you've been doing this, Amy? Over 13, it's so almost 14. 13 years. And after 13 years, you got three courses. 
one, yes. two, three, and a membership yes. site, which is just a place for people to go after they've been through the three. Yeah. They so we don't to... even market it publicly. Yeah. So three courses, 13 years, you said, mm-hmm. yeah. and you go, I mean, just, if you think about it, you go, if you spend 13 years perfecting the sales of three things, do you think you'll figure it out? The answer is yes. Anybody could figure it out. But when you spend 13 days and then you launch something new and then you go, yes. I didn't like that. And that webinar didn't work. And I need a new CRM and I need a new social media strategy. That is so powerful. Like you've made millions and millions of dollars from three courses. How many students, how many people can you really reach before you go? The market is saturated. So we've served over 40,000 students over my oh, lifetime. Oh man, that of, is awesome. Yeah, of building the business. So we're really proud of that. And this whole idea that the market is saturated, I just feel like you could say that in so many different places, but then you always see people coming out on top. And I always think, well, why not me? Why can't that be me? And I also really know what I do well. I do many things wrong and I'm weak in a lot of areas, but I know step-by-step teaching. I know taking people through the details, holding their hand virtually. And so I just bank on what I know best and whoever likes that kind of style of teaching, they're gonna like what I have. So I just don't focus on the saturation because I just don't think it serves us. I mean, well, even if we say, okay, 40,000 is the number. Once you've sold 40,000, then we'll call Amy back and we'll say, Amy, <laughs> our market is saturated. What yes. do we do next? But call like, me then. We know 40,000. Okay. So 40,000 times $500 course. Eh, that's a good bit of coin that you can make between here and there. Amy, this has been so great. I know you just, you have so much information. One of the things that you mentioned that I wanted to get into that we're not going to have time to get into is list building and you mm-hmm. building your email list. I know you do a ton with that. You do a brilliant job of building your own list. You have a program called List Builder Society. And we are a new affiliate for Amy because of this. If you go to brandbuildersgroup.com slash porterfield, brandbuildersgroup.com slash porterfield, you can learn about this. So tell us a little bit about what that is and like the email list. So I always say that the energy of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list. I want to repeat that one more time. The energy Mm -hmm. of your business is directly tied to the strength of your email list. Notice I did not say size because I know lots of my students with small email lists doing big things. But the energy that I'm talking about is your impact, your revenue, your engagement, your audience building. All of that is surrounded by what you can do with this email list. Social media is fickle. That algorithm, you can't trust it. People Mm. will see two to 3% of your post on social media, but uh, email can convert at four times higher than any social media post. So I always tell my students, if you're asking, where do I start? What do I do? How do I make my business more profitable? You have to focus on your email list. The best time to do so was yesterday. The best next time is today. So I created this free masterclass. It's called Why is Starting an Email List So Dang Hard and What to Do Instead? And it's all about what you can do to make your email list grow quickly. Free masterclass, whether you buy from me or not, you'll walk away with value. So go check it out. I'd love to help people get started with that. Yeah, see, so there you go. So brandbuildersgroup.com slash Porterfield. You can check this out. You know, okay, Amy's going to deliver 45 minutes of the best stuff she has. Absolutely. Um, This is one reason we're aligned. One of our mantras that we talk about all the time, Amy, is we say, save the best for first. Save the best for first. Oh, I love that. And you do this. You give the goods. Like So go there, brandbuildersgroup.com slash Porterfield. Go there, watch the training. You don't have to buy the course. The training's going to be awesome. 
watch Amy do this, right? Like here she is and do what she's doing. You go on podcasts, you make friends, you share tips on social, and then you say, go watch my free training. And that's how you build your email list. And on the free training, you say, check out my course. And that's how you sell the course. I mean, I think one of the things that's going to stick with me the most from this, especially since you and I haven't like spent a ton of time together is just, you know, you from afar, Amy, you look at somebody like you who's accomplished so much you're so influential in the space. You know, so many people like, you know, everybody that is an OG in this whole space. It's easy to get enamored. Like, well, of course she would, or she started earlier or, you know, all of these stories, but to hear you go, I use webinars. I sell courses. I got three courses. I teach people as much value as I can in 45 minutes. And then I show them how to take the next step, you know, not to take away from your magic whatsoever, but you're a master at the fundamentals. That is like the biggest compliment ever. I appreciate you saying that. It's awesome. So it's It's important. So thank you for recognizing that. No one's ever said that about me before like that. And I appreciate it because it's important. And I hope I'm an example to people that it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have tons of bells and whistles to make this work. And I hope people see that today. I love it. I love it. So anyways, we'll link up to Amy's free training. You can check it out. Follow her on social. Amy, we wish you the best. I know you've got some big things coming up here in your future, which we'll be praying for and cheering for. Thank you. Well, you've been such a great new friend and I'm excited for us to get to know each other even more. So thanks for having me. Yeah. You're part of the Nashville posse now. Like once you move (laughs) into Nashville, it's just like, we got to stick together. Bring it on. I love it. All right, friend. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 